You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast. I am your host, as always. Always with some, usually, but certainly not always the most. Javier Reyes is my name. I already messed up my intro because for some reason, this damn streaming thing. All right, this isn't very Christmas-like. What's going on here? My connection is going off the fritz and whatnot. But I am not blaming my guest today, everybody. Mr. Peter Apple, co-founder of Just Baseball and also co-host of the Just Baseball show and also a TikTok superstar. The Addison Ray of baseball TikTok, some would say. Peter, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Some I do like to refer to myself as that because, you know, I wonder if she's looking at the not gambling advice. Do you think there's any chance that I've shown up on her for you page? Well, well you like, could you know say, what? you know yeah, what, I mean, Rams minus seven is a good pick today. Yeah, like Rams money line. Like, I mean, she was pretending to be a sports reporter not too long ago. That got her a little bit of trouble good online. Point. So there was that. She was pretending that she had any discernible no i'm not gonna go that far but she was pretending that she didn't take any of her dances from other creators of you know we don't have to turn this into a roast of addison ray or anything like that um but yeah man i mean i know you also like to be referred to as the craig kimbrell called you an idiot once true true fact former padre so that's one connection uh but guys thank you as always for making lockdown padres your hashtag first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms i have mr peter apple here on because i wanted to talk sports betting and stuff because there's nothing more christmas eve than sports betting bad you know what i'm saying how are you planning on spending your holiday because this weekend you still got football and whatnot what is it like kind of the life of a sports better because you let me be very clear baseball is your primary but currently i don't know if people knew this we are in a lockout and there is no baseball so what is that kind of like the everyday grind do you feel like adam sandler and uncut gems what is it like man i don't feel like adam sandler and uncut uncut gems because i don't I, as I'm making picks every single day, I don't want to be a degenerate. I want to win more often than I lose. You know, we're <laughs> using unit betting where we don't go above and beyond. We're not finding random lines and, and grabbing money from banks and getting all crazy. What we want to do is we want to do the research. Like we're sports guys who mm-hmm. also sports gamble, even though it's not gambling advice, but that's besides the point. But <laughs> that that's what we're trying to create, right? We are... Sports guys who have the knowledge who then give you the picks for free. And I stick to those picks because I do all the research in the morning. So it's it's much more research-based than let's jump on as many games as possible. No, let's focus on what we know. So in baseball, I was giving out three picks a day on our TikTok, um, just baseball fans. And then on the football side, I jumped over about two months ago because I just I wanted to dip into football because I'm a huge football fan. Um, and that account grew to 40,000 followers in like a couple of months. And, but I'm doing okay on that side. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 54% against the spread, which is a little bit above even, but it's funny against the spread, you're taking a minus 110 line generally. So there's always that little tax in there. So 54% is basically like we're breaking a little bit above even. Um, mm-hmm. But in baseball, at least, I was up 15.67 units, which I'm very, happy about because i was doing it every single day and to your point about how i'm just generally doing it's it's tough though sometimes because (laughs) 
because first think about this for a video i post one iced coffee football video it gets 110,000 views the other mm-hmm. one gets 42,000 okay. mm-hmm. what do you think the difference is what do i think the difference is the difference is that you lost the one I lost gets way more views versus the one I win because <laughs> nobody wants to see you win. They don't care. They want to mm-hmm. see you in turmoil. Mm-hmm. And so that back and forth, that emotional roller coaster of winning, then losing, then winning, then losing kind of every day of my life since April 1st, it's hard on my mental health, but <laughs> I'm stronger <laughs> than that. I'm stronger than that. That's the thing, right? Because for baseball, it's like you're going every day. Football is like, all right, I mean – Everyone who plays fantasy football knows you hate yourself until Tuesday. Usually, yeah. you're like, I'm better. I'm feeling more optimistic, and whatnot, and I can I can re up on my bets or whatever it is that you're doing. For baseball, it's like, oh, Corbin Burge just decided to have his worst outing of the season against the Arizona Diamondbacks or whatever, and you just want you just want to jump into a a black hole and just never be heard from again. But there's two things I should mention. First of all, I really love your nerdy like vernacular when discussing this stuff with units and the plus the spread for people who don't understand basically like units is just like how much you're winning to put it one way or another. And then the spread is just kind of like, you know, the plus seven who's going to win by a certain amount and who's going to cover just for That's the very novice way. I'm not a gambler myself. And number two, I probably should have disclosed this. I am also a part of just baseball and I've seen you uh, succeed quite a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Very much a part. I probably should have disclosed that at the beginning. Um, but I have to admit, I very much have enjoyed watching that stuff. I wonder, though, what are some, like, standout, if you can possibly pick baseball moments, like bad beats, for those who are familiar with, like, Scott Van Pelt's bit, like, maybe some that relate to the Padres, because this is, after all, the Lockdown Padres podcast. Like, anything that was, like, what the heck, how did this happen? This Or, hey, even maybe some great wins that you had that just came out of nowhere that probably shouldn't have happened, but they did, because that's how sports work sometimes. So it's funny when you mention that because the first thing that comes to my mind is you Darvish. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. First of all, we know what happened to you Darvish once the sticky stuff, you know, got cracked yeah, out. Yeah. He fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and what I was doing, because I, I was always in the boat where I've always thought you Darvish was a bit overrated. I just thought he was too inconsistent for me to mm-hmm. say, all right, you know what, you Darvish, you deserve the ball in game one. Like you are the lockdown guy. Because he he can turn into you, Darvish, where he's absolutely unhittable. But then on the other side, he's one of the most hittable pitchers I've ever seen. And it's, yeah. you look at you, Darvish, and you see nine pitches, and you think to yourself, why don't you just get really good at four? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to throw so many pitches? So the reason I bring him up is because I did well fading him after the sticky stuff. I was almost (laughs) always against him because I thought this is actually a real thing. This is Mm. a real thing. But on the flip side, I am one of the biggest believers in Blake Snell. So I have been then burned (laughs) on that Blake Snell. But the thing with Blake Snell, when I watch him, it's the curveball, right? Mm -hmm. If hitters aren't swinging at the curveball, if they're not fishing, They'll sit there and wait on his fastball, and his fastball is pretty flat and pretty straight. So he seemed very hittable if guys weren't fishing for that curveball. But if Mm -hmm. he's able to throw that curveball for strikes, he's back to Tampa Bay. Blake Snell with Mm -hmm. a 189 ERA, the Cy Young Award. So it was so frustrating 
watching a guy who I, because I'm personally a Yankee fan, watching him in Tampa, understanding how dominant he is. Then he goes mm-hmm. over to San Diego. I'm viewing him as one of as a top ten pitcher, but he's just simply wasn't performing like it. So on one side, I got you, Darvish, who I. I knew it. I knew it about Darvish. And then on the other <laughs> side, I just didn't know shit about, about what that was going to turn in. So the Padres in themselves, you know, didn't have that great of a season. Yeah. But at the beginning of the year, their win total was at 94 and a half. And that was one of my bigger bets as well. The under, because I'm like, what have the Padres proved? Oof. Not that they aren't Careful, incredibly man. talented. <laughs> Not that they aren't incredibly talented. Nina. And I love a lot of their players. But I was thinking to myself, okay, for them to go over that win total, they have to do things that they've never done as a franchise before. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't Absolutely. ready to go there yet. Maybe this season might be a little bit different, getting Mike Clevenger back. Yeah, absolutely, right. man. I mean... Looking at the future, like maybe Blake Snell, who was really good in August to end out the season when he started focusing on just the exactly. fastball slider combo. You know, I mean, it could happen. Darvish could return back to normal. But those are all fair, really fair points. Look, I was watching you, Darvish, in the second half this year, and I was losing my mind. I was like, what happened? Like, everybody's just, it's, he was getting strikeouts and he wasn't allowing too many hits, but the long ball stuff was killing him. Um, but before we talk a little bit about, because you were alluding to next year. Now, they still have a lot of talent. Make no mistake. This is a Padres podcast, after all. I'm not paying you to say positive things, but we do probably have at least a couple positive things to say, uh, and as well as in the world of just the over-unders and whatnot. But before we get into that, sir, you know what I want to talk to you about, Peter? Talk to me. It's something important. It is something good. Okay? Do you know what I'm You might know what I'm referring to. I'm down for stuff unequivocally good. I like Unequivocally good. They are the best protein bars, my friend. In not just San Diego, not just in New York with your Yankees, not in the United States, not in North America or the Middle East or Indiana, whatever you want to say, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in the whole world, my friends, <laughs> they are, of course, the built bars, ladies and gentlemen, the best tasting protein bars in all of the universe and galaxy. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and... They are protein bars. They are healthy for you. Amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and very, very high in protein. And what I love about them the most, I'm a big uh, Ben and Jerry's guy. Peter, I don't know about you. You big Ben and Jerry's guy? I mean, how can you not be? I mean, yeah, exactly. Have you ever heard someone be like, you know what? Ben and Jerry's sucks, and I don't like it. No. Exactly, right? Like, like even if someone's like, oh, it's not my thing either way, right? Yeah, never. exactly. No one's going out of their way. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? So what I love about Ben and Jerry's, they have such a variety of flavors. Built Bar's got you covered there. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, co- cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, coconut brownie chunk, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Gingerbread, which just came out. Eggnog, which just came out. They have a really great variety of flavors. Personally, my favorite is Apple Almond Crisp, which is currently sold out on their website right now. But it'll be back soon, I bet. It is really, really good, guys. And... I mean, with that all said, what are you waiting for? Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you, as always, guys, for making Lockdown Padres your hashtag first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I've said that already, but I want to say it again. Peter, let's continue. Let's continue the the talk of the Padres. So, you mentioned how you took the under on the Padres with their 94 wins, which I think was incredibly fair. I think one of the things that we learned in 2020 
was not that everything that nothing carried over, but there was a lot of stuff that wasn't legit, whether it be Jose Altuve and the in general, the Astros. You know what I mean? What happens? They go to the World Series this year. Altuve is back to being best second baseman. Marcus Simeon has an off year. Now he just signed a seven year 170 deal with the Texas Rangers. Like all these guys that overperformed the guy at first base for the Padres all of a sudden stops hitting the ball on the ground as much. That turned out to not be real. You know what I'm saying? Will Myers was like eighth and slugging. So there was a lot of um, things that happened in 2020 that were clearly, this is what happens in a shortened sample size. I loved it. I'm not saying, I'm not one of those believers that thinks it didn't count because I think like everyone had the same rules to abide by. So no, like, I don't counts. think that that's hard. Yeah, it's just hard like, to evaluate. It's hard to evaluate exactly. and project going forward, but yeah. Oh, it counts. I mean, it's 20, it's a season mm-hmm. and <clears throat> excuse me, everyone played the same season. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like the Padres played 60 games and the Dodgers played 90. Exactly. exactly. Everyone had and the same rules. Everyone had the same rules, and the Dodgers ended up winning, which obviously is awful for the world at large. But you bet the under on the Padres, 94 wins. I'm wondering, what is the general outlook if they – because currently odds aren't out. I mean, we are in a lockout after all in terms of the over-unders for specific teams from what we both checked before we started recording. What is kind of your basic – view for the Padres as an outsider, because I like talking to people who aren't, you know, I mean, you're a Yankees fan, you know, you pay attention yeah. to the Padres. I mean, who wasn't this past year, but I'm wondering what is kind of your view on the Padres is like an 85 win total, something that you think you'd be interested in. You know, what oh. is kind of the, the if vibe you give me 85 for win, I am banging the over. I'm actually mm. very excited for the Padres for multiple reasons. One, mm. I want to start with the manager hiring. Bob Melvin is a fantastic, fantastic hire. I mean, Jace Tingler, I don't know. Was he, like, I don't, I, I, that would seem like an AJ Preller thing where he thought he was getting ahead and he just hired a guy with no real experience. I think you bring in a guy like Bob Melvin who has turned rosters in Oakland into playoff rosters when, mm-hmm. and then you look at their team and you're like, where are the good players? But they he knows how to manage a roster, and he knows he can play that fine line between analytics and the eye test, right? That's mm-hmm. what makes the best managers. They're able to make decisions on the field that maybe they have a gut feeling, similar to an Alex Cora. I think Bob Melvin is in that boat, so I think he is going to pay dividends to the Padres in 2022. Another guy, so on the Just Baseball show, Colby and I were talking about a lot of our breakout pitchers. Who's Who's Colby? Who's Colby? Just some random dude who knows all of the numbers, and he's like our secret <laughs> agent. Um, Colby uh, Olson, everybody. Go check him out Colby on Twitter. Olson, absolutely. On Twitter, um, we were talking about bounce-back pitchers more, more mm. recently, and one of the guys I had was Chris Paddock because hmm. Chris Paddock in 2021 got bombed. I mean, he had a 5.07 yeah. ERA, but something to note, 378 FIP. And the problem with Paddock, right, is that the fastball was so hittable. Like, you look at the heat map on Baseball Savant, and it's so clearly red right in the middle of the zone. But his off-speed stuff has always been so strong. So I just feel like if Paddock is able to improve that fastball command, maybe limit the use of it, maybe more rely on the off-speed more, he can be a really good pitcher. This was a former top prospect. This is a guy with presence. He's got moxie. He just looks good on the mound. I say this all the time, and I know we joke around, but he's got a baseball body. Guys like that, I just generally like. I think they're <laughs> built for 162. He he has what it takes to be a really good starting pitcher. 
I just think a little tweak here and there. And I think, I know Bob Melvin is not going to be on the mound with him, but I think the presence of Bob Melvin able to teach him a couple of things, I think he'll take the next step. I'm a big fan of Mike Clevenger. I'm a huge fan of Blake Snell. Not the biggest fan of you, Darvish, but <laughs> there's not there's no debate here that he's still a good starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. So when you and then you move forward, I love you know I love the Crone Zone, Tatis mm. Machado. Mm-hmm. Nothing to say there; they're superstars, which we'll talk about later, as as mm-hmm. you noted. I do like this team moving into 2022. So if you gave me an 85 win total, I'm banging it. But if you give me 94 and a half again, I'm just like whoa, like that's a lot of wins. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible. Like you could be a great team and win ninety three games, and you could go to the world. Braves won eighty eight games. Like that's that's a lot of wins, and yeah. I think Vegas put the total there so high because they saw all of the noise. Like that's yeah. what they do. They see all of the noise. So, for example, like when we're looking at um, the twenty twenty two World Series odds, the Padres are one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Behind the Rays, yeah. White Sox, Yankees, Braves, Astros, and Dodgers. It's actually not terrible. That's and not terrible considering how bad that, they were. I mm-hmm. kind of think that's where they might fit in. Um, not as the number two or number three team where right. you might have seen it in previous. But I think number that's seven. accurate. And I think they can outperform that. Mm-hmm. That's very, very – that's still like – I mean, this is still a team that finished below 500. Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot heading their way. I think that Vegas will have to see if they're happened. a little bit – I don't think people are going to be so down on them with the odds because I think everyone's going to know that part of it. And you mentioned with Paddock, like Chris Paddock doesn't need to be that good. He just kind of has to be like that back of the rotation guy because you have Darvish, you have Snell, you have Clevenger coming back. Hopefully Lamette's healthy. You got all those guys that it's kind of like what they need from him isn't much. He didn't give them even the most bare amount last season. But like you said with the FIP. He's still he's still got potential. Every Padres fan wants him traded, which is like I one of my favorite things from fans is like this why player is you, bad, trade him. And it's like why okay, would you well, trade him at the lowest value exactly. that you would get? Exactly. Like you can't trade him now. You got to have him bounce back. It was almost similar with the I'm a Yankee fan. We're kind of relating it to Glaber Torres, um, who had a really you know not that good of a 2021. And people were like, well, we got to trade him. We got to trade. So now you're going to trade him. Mm-hmm. At the lowest value, that where exactly. you're not going to get much, and then he he could be motivated, then he goes somewhere else, and then he crushes it again. Yeah, like even there was a small change for Glaber just moving over from shortstop to second base. He had over 300 as the second baseman in the in the few remaining games. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe exactly. Paddock like, just needs a little bit of an adjustment, and I think maybe he does. I'm so excited for Bob Melvin to come in the building and kind of set the tone. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of optimism. I think that. The Padres were so bad in the second half, it almost like a regression to the mean should be expected. Where like, mm-hmm. is it going to surprise everyone if, I'm not saying they'll make the playoffs and be like a Super World Series contender, but like 89, 88 wins. I just, it's just hard for me to believe that like every single player on the team underperformed with the exception of Tatis, Machado, Cronenworth, and Musgrove. That like, and it wasn't just like, ah, they were average this year. It was like, no, they were like deplorable, like pretty bad for most of the season with Snell, with Darvish in the second half, you know, guys like that, Lament not being healthy. So it's possible that they could um, overperform that. I will say, you said that Chris Paddock had Moxie. That did trigger me a little bit for all my movie fans out there. Moxie was one of the worst movies I've seen this year. It's on Netflix. Uh, I know you know nothing about movies. Fun fact about Peter, I know very well. 
I mean, this guy didn't know who Jay Gatsby was the other day when it was mentioned in the chat. I've heard the name. Didn't <laughs> I was like Gatsby? That sounds familiar. I I watch too much sports. If you're if you're consistently gambling on sports and someone's like, let's turn on a movie, I'm like, what do you mean? Like the game is on or something. So I just <laughs> and it, it whenever I'm watching a movie, like I'm checking scores and I'm like, you know what? I don't even. What am I doing here? I just let me do my thing. I'm a freak. Absolutely. I just watch sports. That's what I do. And then me, I'm like, I hate baseball. Leave me alone. That's That was my mind for like August and September. I was like, baseball is actually bad. And then you end up stumbling upon movies, Moxie, directed by A.B. Poehler, which was, I'm not even kidding, like the movie I saw. It's, it's atrocious if you're, and it's not like a fun bad. You know what I'm saying? But you know what is fun bad sometimes, even when it's not going your way, Peter? We've just Talk been talking it. about it for a while. Betting, my friend. And betting because yeah. betting every now and then I have this theory that I think it's fun to be disastrously wrong. It's not fun to have a wrong take, but like when you're disastrously wrong, right? Like when you come out and say things like, you know, I think the the um, what is it? What is it that our, our your co-host Jack McMullen said that the Twins are going to win the World Series, right? That's like fun when you get that wrong. That's just me. Maybe I'm a little bit of a masochist. I don't know. But when it comes to betting on, you know, all your props, odds, and lines. Guys, betonline.ag has you covered this holiday season with the college bowl season, with basketball, with football. I know that the sports landscape is a little bit of a, a fickle right now, but still, they remain your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from all the sports, basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games, whatever, baseball. Uh, they got you covered, man. Fastest and easiest way to bet all of your stuff. Bet online where the game starts. And now transitioning, Peter, because it is Christmas Eve at the time of when this will be released, I, I should say. All right. And I feel like on Christmas Eve, you got to do something that's a little fun. Let's give the people what they want. Let's go a little first take mode. Let's do, I'm not saying we're going to do LeBron versus Jordan. This is Lockdown Padres after all. But I am wondering, because you posed this question in our group chat the other day, and you said, what is the definition of a superstar? Mm -hmm. And I've been turning my gears a whole bunch, and I'm wondering, what do you think is the definition of a superstar? If you, you have the option, my friend, if you choose, you could just say, Fernando Tatis Jr. And then we end the discussion and we call it a day and we could go, you know, have our eggnog and set up our gifts and all that. That's fine. But what do you think is like a more, you know, detailed definition of superstar See, in sports? I, I've, uh, it's a great question because I've gone back and forth on this. I'm like, because we throw out the term superstar very loosely. It's kind of like, oh, he's a superstar because he, like, for example, Brian Reynolds, Tyler O'Neill, guys who broke out this year and like, oh, they're superstars. Yeah. They had incredible years. Yes, they mm -hmm. did have incredible years. But when I'm thinking about a superstar, I need prolonged success. And you have to be a definitive top 10 player in baseball. Mm. I think that should be the definition, that there are 10 superstars in baseball. And it gets muddled because there's pitchers and how do you rank pitchers with hitters. Mm -hmm. You could almost say 10 hitters, 5 pitchers to make it easy. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a superstar. That's probably the only superstar on the Padres. Could you make the argument about Machado? Yes, but I don't think definitively he's a top 10 player. Mm. You could make the argument, but I, I would say he probably falls out of that top 10. So when you're looking across the league, the superstars, Mike Trout, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., 
Fernando Tatis Jr., Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, like though Jacob DeGrom, Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer. These are Garrett Cole. These are the superstars. Mm-hmm. But then when you go down the list, like for example, and I think Manny Machado is a great example because I think he's fringe. There is no doubt in anybody's mind that Manny Machado is incredible, mm-hmm. but he's a star and he's a great player. Yeah, you got distinguished mm-hmm. superstar. Like build the team around guys. Mm-hmm. Like you look at that guy and you're like, that's the absolute leader. And there's a few of them around baseball, but a superstar because there's nothing beyond a like a megastar. Like that's that's our limit, superstar. And there's a lot of stars in baseball, but that's that's how I have kind of thought about the superstar discussion. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is all semantics in a lot of ways, it but is. it's fun. I mean, it is. It's I fun. think that when you're a star, it's like when you're like, you're like that Machado tier. I like doing things in tiers. I know you do things in just like tens and over on the TikTok and just baseball.com, which everyone should check out. I like doing things in tiers because I just think like no one comes to you and is like, like if you're the if you're the owner of the, the Yankees, for example, right? And you, you, for some reason, it's just a blank slate, and then you get that big shortstop, right? I'm not even talking about this here. You bring in the shortstop, and it's like, hey, sorry to report, we got Trey Turner, not Carlos Correa. And it's like, no one in their mind is like, oh, that sucks, because they're on that same tier. You know what yes. I mean? Could you make an argument that Correa is better? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's just he's he's a beast. I mean, he was so good this year, and I he's Puerto Rican, which makes him 15 times better, as longtime listeners of this show understand, right? I think that that's the big thing. For me, I think my definition goes a little bit different um, because I'm not a nerd, all right? And I hate nerds. Um, no, I'm, just I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, no, I think that the definition of a superstar, it's you have to, and it, it depends how, you know, where the attributes are, where that, what's what's that called when it has like a circle? It's like a circle and then it branches out, like the, the it fills in in certain areas to show you like what oh, your attributes are. Yeah, is that what it is? A pie chart? Yeah, a pie chart. Like MLB The right? Show. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a pie chart, right? Yeah, yeah. So it depends <laughs> on where you are. It's certain extremes, right? But I view it as you have to be one of the best players at your sport. But I think you also need to be famous. I really do. I think that you have to be mm. famous to an extent. So it is a little bit harder in baseball because baseball, everyone listening, not to be mean or anything like that, it isn't the one that's you know breaking all the numbers and stuff like that. You're not the one that's being you know, trending on Twitter for doing the most minute of things. If Tatis tweets something funny, he won't then start to, uh, trending, all right? If an NBA player does that, it's a wrap. Like, you're, you're like it's it's the it's a story for the rest of the day. I think that it does depend a little bit. I think when you're Juan Soto, I think Juan Soto is like a great example of this, where World Series champion, also pretty famous, and he's had moments. I think that's another thing. When you start to have moments, when people start to recognize you, but that's not all that this explains it, right? Because moments, David Freeze. Like, Dave, everybody knows who David Freeze is, for example. But he's not a superstar because the playing acumen isn't nearly up there. But he's definitely a memorable player. So you have to, like, kind of balance that thing. I think Tatis is that because not only is he just one of the best players, but swinging on 3-0, literally how he plays, being on the cover of MLB The Show, you know... Heck, you want to get into his fight with Manny Machado that really broke out and became a big thing. Like, you can go his game two against the Cardinals. Aaron Judge is unfortunately a factor of this where you play. Yes, I know. 
that is an unfortunate thing that in New York, you're going to get more spotlight. In Chicago, who where somehow Patrick Wisdom, people probably know more about him than they know about Trevor Story uh, for the majority, even though Trevor Story is a better player. That is a thing in it. But I do think moments and sustained success, which is why I would take out someone like Burns. Um, from the people mm. that you mentioned. Is Burns a star? Yeah, of course. Is it going to shock me if he's great again next year? No. But in fairness, this is kind of his like first coming out party. I think he's great. Shane Bieber, I, I think he's kind of there too. But also, he got hurt this year, so it's kind of hard for me to, to to gauge where he is. But I think it's the sustained success because then it becomes this thing where, well, Marcus Simeon's a superstar. It's like, I don't think so. I mean, he actually might low-key be, though. I mean, he's been good mm. for a while, so that's a bad he's example. Great, but, but, yeah. He's I close. Call him a superstar. I think some moments are what make you a superstar when your box office, when you really start changing things. Tatis, Otani, obviously. These guys are, I mean, Otani is the biggest superstar like the sport has seen. I don't know, since Bonds, could you even say? I mean, if you could you could make that argument since I mean Jeter was a big deal, but I mean Shohei Otani is global. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's what makes a superstar is sustained success because anybody can have a really great one season. Go look up AJ Pollock from a few years ago. AJ Pollock was like eighth in MVP voting or whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? Blake Trinan for relievers. I mean, one great season. That is true. But, but the one great season literally was historic. He's doing both things. I think it was the best season of all time. Yeah. I mean, he literally, like, I was watching the Home Run Derby, bro. (laughs) Just like. Dude, we were in Colorado. It was incredible. We were watching him during batting practice hit 500-foot moonshots. Yeah, like moon, the, the moon I mean, tanks. You, yeah, moon tanks. You combine Shohei Otani and Coors Field altitude, and you get actual, like, liftoff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jet engines. It sounds <laughs> different. Mm-hmm. I think he's the exception to my sustained success rule just because he's doing something that is doing both sides of the ball. He's going – and if you want to talk about fame, I mean, shout out Stephen A., being dumb, have making him put him in the headlines and stuff like that. He wasn't the only one, but that became a thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, he just became such a big deal. And if you literally just if you tweet Shohei Otani, you'll get a like because people are just looking for his name. He's that famous. Deserve the MVP 100%. Anyone saying Vlad, just get off. Last question I want to ask you because we were just talking about like the the home run derby. Did you have a favorite moment in 2021? Because we are at the winding down moment. It's not New Year's just yet, otherwise known as the worst holiday, but what was kind of your favorite crowning moment? It could be sports betting. It could be just a day that you had that was really good. And maybe even your most miserable day, which I probably don't have to answer for you because that was when the Yankees lost in the wildcard game, which was a devastating moment. Arm Layton, who used to host Locked On MLB Prospects, was a fool for counting on the Reds, counting out the Red Sox. Um, that was a really fun time in our uh, group chat. But what are kind of just first thing that comes to mind, do you think? First thing that comes to mind, well... My one of my greatest streaks. I went eleven and one on bets in mm. June and was just humming, wearing my leather <laughs> jacket. Felt like I couldn't miss. And, and one of those games was the Padres. One of them was fading you, Darvish. Like it was, it was just consistent. Like bang, 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 bang. But in terms of actually on the field, you know what? It's funny. I think the Yankees losing to the Red Sox was the best thing for my mental health. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> He's zagging short everybody. Term, Here we go. <laughs> short term, it was terrible. Clearly. Mm-hmm. My favorite team just got knocked mm-hmm. out by the playoffs. But what it really did was put 
who the Yankees are into perspective, that we are just simply behind. The Yankees are just simply not as good as some of the other teams in the American League. Because we all thought, I mean, of course, we're the New York Yankees. You know, we're, we, we we compete like no other. We're, we have more money than everybody else. We're just a better team. But in reality, we're still hanging on to those 90s dynasties because I'm 24 years old. And I've seen really one championship in 2009. And we're just hanging on to that. And I think that loss put shockwaves into the Yankees front office. And now I think that we'll see real change rather than ch- change here and there to appease the fans, if that makes sense. I think that really put people's jobs on notice for the first time in a long time and was like, get it done or we are making major changes, which I think is a good spot for the Yankees moving forward. So I'm excited for the future. Did they bring back Aaron Boone? Yes. Is Brian Cashman still there? Yes. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it didn't actually do anything. But it felt like, all right, let's kick it in gear now because this is not the same. I like that, man. That was a really touching sentiment. Both of our teams, lots of hope. I've thought about it like 7,000 times since it happened. I did a live (laughs) Twitch stream. I wrote an article. I talked about it on our podcast, The Just Baseball Show, a million times. And I've... I've come to that conclusion. So I actually think that was, in a weird way, the best for the Yankees moving forward. At the time, terrible. Moving forward, feeling good. Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Both of our teams, potentially bright futures. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll have to reconvene. Thank you, everybody, for making once more time. Let me just your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available. on. They do bets on literally everything, all right? But if you want baseball and football and just really funny TikToks, then you go to Peter. <laughs> you go to Peter Thank here. You, you know what I mean? It depends the thing guys there's content for everybody we can all get a i mean just because there's one person doing a padres podcast doesn't mean someone else can't there's all sorts of fun i let you go any last plugs that you want to get out there for the good folks yeah if you guys want to check out my podcast the just baseball show it's on spotify apple Podcasts. we also have our youtube channel just baseball media the tiktoks that he was talking about just baseball fans and you can also find that same handle on instagram and then just gridiron fans for if you're in the lockout and you're like, God, I just don't want to listen to baseball. Don't want to do any of that. I got you on the football <laughs> side. Also, there's my Twitter down below at Peter Apple 23. You'll see me freaking out about all the games that I bet on while also giving you the picks and just random other thoughts that I have. And then also you got to ch- go check out the website. I mean, you're already writing on the website, just yeah. baseball.com. It's the I greatest am. baseball website in the world. I am. I may or may not be working on some weird stuff since we're at a lockout that has to do with fictional players and stuff like that. Very fun times ahead indeed everybody check out peter apper peter apper wow peter peter apple yeah peter apper no it's not as good i i still have to i call you king pete sometimes i need a better nickname though 
because I have some some good nicknames for some people. But I gotta anyway, tell you, for my ego, I love being called King Pete. I'll, I'll just yeah. tell you that straight <laughs> up. That's awesome. <laughs> um, everybody, thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a fantastic Christmas. Enjoy your Christmas Eve. Hot take: I like Christmas Eve better than Christmas Day. I don't know why. There's just a Both warmness to it. Just yeah. the two day stretch. You got NBA. You got yeah, maybe I mean, even. Uh, there's not we'll see by the NBA. Well, but... <laughs> but, but like, yeah. yeah I mean, we'll have to see. But everybody, check him out on Twitter and all that stuff. With that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-I-P-E-N-O, at L-O underscore Padres for the Twitter account for the show. Lockdown Padres on YouTube. For all my audio listeners, just type in Lockdown Padres. You'll find that bad boy. Subscribe. And until next time, stay stay safe. And, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.